Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Kent Business Podcast. We're here with my guest today, Claire Battersby from Demelza Hospice Care for Children. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about what, what it is Demelza do, some of the fundraising activities they have. Um, the second week of every month is our charity episode, and we'd love to welcome our first guest, uh, Claire, to the show as our first charity guest with Demelza. So, hello, Claire. Hello. <laughs> so, Claire, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what, what it is you do at Demelza. So I am the local fundraiser for East Kent. Um, I work in community fundraising. So we go out and we talk to local businesses, schools, groups, um, and anyone who wants to organise an event for us out in the community. Um, And we also organise our own events as well, um, just trying to raise as much funds as possible. So I look after the East Kent area, um, which is sort of Dover, um, all the way to Tenterden. um, So it's quite a big area. Yeah. Okay, so what is it that Demelza do? Because um, I know it just seems like this mystical kind of thing that happens mm-hmm. in the background and they save lives and, you know, help children. But what is it that they do on a daily basis? So um, Demelza is a children's hospice. Uh, we are 20 years old this year, actually. Wow. So um, quite a big milestone. We have, um, we do respite care um, for children. So um, if the parents want to go away and do shopping and things like that, um, the children can stay with us, or if the parents want to go on holiday, they stay with us. We also do end-of-life care, um, so a child that is at the end of their life, um, they can stay with us and kind of have their last moments there. Um, I think one thing to say is that although there is that sad element, the hospice itself is a really happy place, Yeah. and um, I've heard a lot of conversations between family members saying that actually their children really enjoy um, coming to Demelza because they actually have a good time. It's, it's almost like a little holiday for them. Uh, so I think one of the things as well is the misconception that people think it's where children go to die. Yeah. But it is the respite element as well. Um, we also look after the whole family, not just the child who's um, seriously or terminally ill. Uh, so it includes siblings as well. We do a lot of siblings activities um, and trips away so that they get that attention as well that they might not necessarily get um, because the parents are focusing on the child that's poorly yeah okay interesting so so you literally cover everything in that respect and I can imagine it's quite difficult um, not so much the environment because I've been to the the hospice mm-hmm. and I've been to um, to your base up in Sittingbourne and it's a lovely place it's a lovely ground um, but I can imagine just some of the work there is quite difficult to to take um, as, as an employee. Yeah, um, and I think it's one of those things that when I said to my friends I was going to be working at children's hospice, they're all sort of a bit like, "Oh, that's how are you going to manage that?" Yeah. But um, it is quite different because um, for ourselves, working in fundraising, we are in a separate building as well. So we don't have as much contact with the children. Um, but obviously, if you do experience something, it just kind of further motivates you to do a good job in fundraising. Yeah. Um, all of our care assistants as well are fully trained in that sort of thing. And they're, they are amazing in what they do. They're very professional in that, obviously, if a child that they have cared for um, and they've known for a long time passes away, they still kind of maintain that professionality and they yeah. um although they might be upset they don't show it because that you know, 
it wouldn't look great on the families. Yes, yeah, of crying course. Crying as well. Um, so it is difficult. Um, we have our hop gardens, which is where um, children can stay after they've passed away. Yeah. Um, while parents prepare for the funeral. Um, and that's one thing where we get an email out to the staff saying that's going to be in use um, so that people are sort of aware that there'll be um, grieving families there. Yeah. And there's also a plaque on reception. So that's one thing that that kind of, then it suddenly hits you what, you know, that that is what the element of what we yeah. do. But kind of day to day, we don't experience it much ourselves. Yeah, and I, I guess um, almost you, you need that to be able to, to fundraise. Um, seeing, you know, families going through that, as you said, it's a, it's definitely seems like a motivator. So yeah. it's like, actually, you know, the more money we raise, the more of these families we can help. Yeah, definitely. And we have our, um, so we have two other sites as well. Yeah. We have our hospice in Eltham in South East London, and that's all one building. So I think um, when you go there, you're a lot more connected to the families. Yeah. Um, I've got a colleague who works in fundraising there, and she knows a lot of the children and things like that, because it's all sort of one building compared yeah. to in Sittingbourne, where you're sort of a bit more separated. Okay, so... Yeah, and, and and that makes sense as well because I, I I know Demelza have a lot of um, what well, it seems like a lot of shops um, mm. over East Kent specifically just because I travel around a lot. Um, so what type of fundraising activities does does that include? Is it the shops or is there a lot more to it than than just kind of the the shop front and and some of the other you know I, um, the the the, the collection tins mm. and, and things like that? I mean, what what do you guys do to raise funds? So for our team, we are completely separate to the shops. Yes. So the shops have their own sort of targets of how much they bring in. And as a fundraising team, we work separate. We have our own targets. Um, and although we might work quite closely with them, if they've got an event, we might support them. Or they might tell us about an event they know that's going on in that town. Yeah. Um, but our role as fundraisers is to sort of um, look for new businesses who might want to get involved. Um, they can either support with a charity of the year so they might do a series of fundraising events throughout the year um we do a lot with golf clubs as well yep so i've had a couple of golf clubs who've used us as their charity of the year um rotary clubs sort of any different group you could think of um we go out to schools as well we go and do talks to schools um just to raise awareness of what we do at demelza um, but also in turn, it might persuade them to do a bit of fundraising, yeah. even if it's donate a pound for an on-school uniform day, um, things like that. Um, also getting involved in sort of larger um, events that might already be happening. Um, so something like a, a local food festival, whether we could have a stall there um, or a fair in town, um, anything like that that we can get involved in. Um and then also there is the collection pots that we have in shops. Um, so we're responsible for sort of changing those over and bringing the money in from those. And although they don't seem like much, each pot can raise, you know, £30. Yeah. And if we've got 200 of those, you know, across the area... It's a fair it's amount of money. fair amount of money, yeah. yeah. Um, I think last year they raised about 70000 in total. Wow, which is amazing to me because... I mean, for me personally, that's not how I give money 
Um, yeah. I wouldn't go into to a pot or a supermarket and stuff. So it's mm. it's interesting to see that that is still such a money maker for, yeah. for organisations. And it's quite simple for from a business point of view. If you don't really have much time to support a charity, or if you don't have much money yeah. to give a financial donation, just by having that pot by the till is raising money, and it's also raising awareness because. You know, people come into the shop and they see the Demelza logo. Um, another thing we do is bucket collections. We do a lot of those. So in a supermarket um, or at various different events, sort of wherever we can. Again, they might not raise loads. Um, and sometimes it can be quite frustrating for us because it's a lot of time. Yeah. But again, it's that presence. So in areas where Demelza is not known that much, just by us being in Tesco, for example, um, with a bucket um, and a banner, yeah, people can see Demelza, and it kind of starts a talking point as well because then they ask who Demelza are, what you do, and sometimes we get people say, "Oh, my my niece has used Demelza," yeah, and it's it starts conversation, which is quite nice. Yeah, and I guess from I mean just from personal experience, I'd say that Demelza is probably one of the best known charities based in Kent. Mm. Um, specifically um, it's quite a large charity as well I don't think people realise just how um, much goes on with Demelza mm. in terms of fundraising and, and the amount of people that volunteer and work there And I mean it's quite a big organisation in, in how it works and um, it's interesting to see just how many people they do help um, yeah. you know speaking to quite a few Demelza employees such as yourself and you know some of the work they do there is just is incredible and you know, it's great to know that there's, you know, if I ever have children or anything like that, if something was to happen, mm. you know, God forbid that, you know, the you guys are there to help. Um, and I guess that's, it's almost like a comfort blanket to a lot of people, um, where if they're going through something so tragic and, and horrible mm. in, in a lot of ways, you know, to be able to have you guys there helping. So, um what what type of do you do like uh corporate sponsorship things like that or is it just kind of the the standard fundraising activities at events or we do do corporate sponsorship yeah so we have um we have a corporate fundraising team who yeah. deal with kind of the the larger scale um they might be national charities or they might be um sort of uh kent based char charities Kent-based companies, yes, um, but their kind of reach is quite wide, yeah, um, and they're the ones that are going to raise several thousand. Um, and then our team, the community fundraising team, deal with kind of the smaller local businesses. Um, so whether it's a a business that are based in Margate, for example, yeah, um, we deal with those. Uh, we do ask for sponsorship for some of our events. Um, so we have the events that are organised by our events team. So they do the things like the cycle rides. Um, they do bubble rush, which is quite a big one at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is like a colour run, but you run through a wall of bubbles. Um, and they will they look for sponsorship for those because those sort of events, the cost is really high. Yeah. So um, they, I think they were looking for sponsorship for people to sponsor the bubble machines, for example. So it's just a case of, you know, paying £500 and having your name as part of that event. Yeah. Um, 
for myself, I am currently organising dog shows um, and we're always looking for sponsors for them, um, whether it be um, you could sponsor a class, so an element of the dog show and it could be a £500 donation and your business logo goes on the flyer and uh, things like that. So there's always kind of opportunities to get involved. Um, we do have companies that do their own fundraising. So there's the, you could just pay a donation and support that way, or you can do your own fundraising. Yeah. Either as a charity of the year or um, just a one-off event. So some people might just do a bake sale in the office um, and raise money through that. Or they might do, they might sign up to one of our events. Uh, we've got things like skydives and wing walks, um, where you basically walk on the wings of a plane. Um, Sounds fun, yeah. yeah not for me. Um, so that's another thing that they can do as a team. They can all sign up together. Um, and it's all kind of part of their corporate social responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, so it's quite, you know, you kind of get both sides of it. So it, as a company, you know, what, what would, aside from just generic goodwill, I mean, what, what are some of the benefits that companies receive if they do are able to, to, to raise money for charity and, um, and go through kind of that aspect? Um, I suppose it's sort of a community feel yeah. as well. Um, so helping out their local community, um, if they were part of an event within the community, sort of, um, being involved in that um, also some companies might have targets Yep. so um, they have a target to raise however much for charity um, do that uh, also team building as well so if I don't know for example if the whole department signed up for Tough Mudder um, and they went out and trained together. It's the team building element yeah. of that. Uh, I think it's really important to get away from the office sometimes and have that that activity or something just to... It almost gives you sort of more fresh ideas as well, I think. Yeah. Rather than just being in the office Monday to Friday, um, by going out and doing some sort of fundraising activity, you're sort of keeps your mind fresh as well which is quite nice yeah it's good and I, I think from um just personal perspective you know it's being a small business myself having not necessarily having the money to be able to help charity but i'm able to help charity with time so being able to do things like this mm. and and you know help promote charities and help bring them in money that's that's kind of what it is and that's my kind of target to myself but I know working with a lot of companies in the area that they have set charitable mm. targets that they need to meet and um, you know previous roles within retail uh, the store I was in had you know x amount it had to raise at least three thousand a year for charity or something and that's depending on which uh, charity and it's split over four for, for mm. the year and you know things like that but I think there's quite a lot of um as you said, corporate social responsibility that that happens. Mm. So it's just picking out the right companies, I guess, and seeing what yeah. what's the best fit for for yourselves. Um, okay, so that that's really great. Thank you. So what we're going to do now is just take a short break, and once we're back, we're going to talk more about some of the uh, fundraising activities that have been the most successful for Demelza in the past. 
your plans i know that you're coming more into the east kent area now that you're looking after it what your plans are to start uh, working with business owners in the area and different uh, fundraising activities with with companies and and also events uh, specifically so um we'll take a short break and we'll see you shortly now we've all been networking and some networking events we tend to find are better than others and that's just the truth of the matter some fit certain personalities and some don't now if you are the person that has you know a more relaxed approach to networking you want to get to know the people around you now this is something that not many networking events do and if you're sick and tired of the 60 second pitch where you just get thrown business cards at you the entire time and don't really get to do anything you just get a bunch of you know cold leads that don't work but that changes with bizlinks bizlinks is a networking group based in kent that are in four different locations so there are four different boards available to get an invitation to bizlinks please email pmonger that's P-M-O-N-G-E-R at bizlinks, B-I-Z-L-I-N-X hyphen kent.co.uk. That's pmonger at bizlinks hyphen kent.co.uk to get your invite. Trust me, guys, it's well worth the time. Audio is a big part of marketing of the future, and with Maximum Media, we're able to produce fantastic audio content just like this podcast. We are able to provide the voice newsletter or voice blog where we change your blog or standardized newsletter into audio format so you can have your own company podcast. It's super cheap and it will create a different buzz around your marketing activity. Now that's something that we all need to be doing. If you're interested, please give Maximum Media a call on 01843 262044. That's 01843 262044 to learn more about the voice newsletter and how you can adapt your marketing activity over the next five years. Okay, so welcome back after the short break there. We're back with my guest Claire from Demelza. Um, uh, we're just going to carry on talking about in the second half some of the fundraising activities that are the most successful for them. Claire's plans in East Kent uh, moving forward as a fundraising uh, in terms of fundraising, sorry, and some of the things that Demelza um, would like to promote at the moment, so some of the events that they have going on that they'd love for you to, to take a look at and uh, and come along. So, Claire, I mean, what what has been the most successful fundraising activity that you've been part of so far? Um, so one of the really successful ones across the area is our Christmas choir days. Yeah. We... Um, go out to local town centres or shopping centres that we've we've already got a relationship with um, and they let us sort of book out the slot for a whole day and we invite local schools to come and do a 30-minute performance and we'll um, collect money while they're singing. Um, the schools really love it um, and we always they always seem to be really popular events and it raises a lot for Demelza. So in total last year, across... Um, Kent, South East London, East Sussex, the choir days raised over £11,000. Wow. Um, which is amazing. It's just from us standing there with some school children singing. Um, yeah. So we don't have to provide the entertainment ourselves, which yeah. is quite good. Um, we're doing something similar as well with dance schools. Um, so that's one thing I'm organising in East Kent. Um, I've got, already got a date booked in Ashford, um, at County Square Shopping Centre. And one in Westwood Cross, yes. Broadstairs. 
Um, so we're trying to do a similar sort of thing. I think we, we did one in Chatham in October and it, it was good, um, but we just need a little bit more. Um, we had four schools that day and I think we need more than that. Um, so, I mean, who do you send the invitations to? Is it the head teacher or is it the, the board of governors or? Uh, usually the music teacher. Oh, the music um, teacher directly. So if we've got their contact details from previous um, communications, uh, so they might have emailed us last time about coming along, um, or we would find the contact detail online and email them, um, you know, email the office yeah. and make sure it gets to the relevant person. Um, but we've got some fantastic volunteers who've done a lot of those emails. Um, they might also phone the school and just say who's the best person to send this to. Uh, so we we're sending out most invites now. Yeah. Um, although it seems ages away, we yes, just want to get them booked that. up because also we know that the schools are really busy, especially um, around Christmas time. Yeah. Because that's when they tend to do these type of things. Um, yeah. I mean, it's mad at the moment because now is kind of the time to start organising, mm. especially any event for Christmas. I mean, I'm getting invitations to Christmas dinners and all sorts, oh, and you just think it's mad it's it's made yeah. guys it's mad. i mean i love christmas that like i could go against the best of them with loving christmas but may's a little bit too early yeah. but i can imagine when you're organizing an event you kind of need confirmation now yeah um i mean i know we've got uh like uh, a few members of board of governors at schools locally around kent um who listen to the podcast who have commented on it um so i mean what what would you say to them if they were listening about the 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 music side and whether they could promote it to their music teacher I think it's a really fantastic opportunity because if the school's got a school play coming up um, and they're singing in it um, or if the choir has got a concert, um, so we mostly target school choirs, um, uh, they've got a chance to practice by coming along to the choir day. Although it's not, you know, it's not a huge event, just being able to get there and to practice is really good. Yes. most of our audience is the parents as well of those yeah. schools, which helps us because then we get a good crowd performing. Um, but the parents come along and watch it and it's it's really nice for them. Um, you can kind of see their faces beaming with pride as yeah. their children are singing. Um, and it's, I mean, the kids love it because they get to come out of school for, it, you, they only need to be out for an hour because they do half minute, half half an hour performance and then, you know, they go away again. Yeah. But it's just a nice experience and for them to know that they've supported a charity um so we send letters afterwards once we know how much was raised in total we'll send a, me- a letter to all of the schools and just tell them um so they know they've been part of that bigger bigger fundraising as well yeah nice and i, I can imagine it's quite a nice experience as well i mean i went to a um a carol concert in, in, in based in Ramsgate, actually close to the office, and uh, you know it was busy there. Mm. Um, so, and I think the majority of that was parents or yeah. friends of the children's parents and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see how that works. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the the fundraising side. Now, what what are your plans for the area um, in East Kent moving forward? I know that you've taken over the role of uh, of the fundraiser for the area. I mean, what what are your plans for building relationships with business owners and event managers and and people like that in the area? Part of our job as community fundraisers is to get out and about as much as possible, so yeah. get seen. Um, so, for me, it is you know, spending a day in Ramsgate, for example, just trying to talk to as many businesses as possible. Um, 
popping in to see people as well rather than sending an email or phoning someone um popping in to see somebody um and arranging lots of meetings i think since i started which is about a month only a month and a half ago yeah um it's just been very much sort of having meetings with people talking about how we can work together um the other thing is i so one area i'm trying to get into is thanet in particular um i think previously as a charity we haven't done that much here yes um we're very short on volunteers so and we rely so heavily on our volunteers to do fundraising to attend events um and also to pick up collection pots um so that's something we really struggled with to get to those businesses to pick up the money that they'd raised yeah um so for me i'm trying to be in the area and be as visible as possible um but also yeah try and arrange try and organize as many events as possible so as i mentioned before um the dance-a-thon at Westwood Cross um, and then we also have the Christmas Choir Day at Westwood yeah. Cross as well um, which is really important for raising that awareness for engaging the local schools and dance schools um, and also to be visible in the town um, or in the area so yeah for me it's just about getting out as much as possible yeah. and whether it is supermarket collection in margate for example just being that presence again um and again things like this being able to talk to people about what demelza does um and about how they do help in the local area yeah we have had um supporters say you know they they won't support demelza because we're not a local charity and actually we have to stress to them but that we do help children that are from that town yes so I have some volunteers who work in Deal um, and they do fundraising and things there. And they said, Demelza doesn't really have a reputation there. They're not known. Yeah. And I think people's perception is they're not local. They're all the way in Sittingbourne. Um, but actually, we're helping children that are from that town. So, um, yeah. It's so about how, how of, do you change that perception? I think it's it's about telling people you know that's what we do yeah um i actually would like to find out some statistics i i don't know them now but yeah. i can ask our care team about you know how many children live in margate and live in ramsgate um because then we've got that to show actually you know we are helping children from that town yeah because people just assume that you know the charity is where the hospice is based but it's not the reaches further <laughs> I had a similar conversation with a colleague yesterday who she looks after Seven Oaks and Tunbridge Wells and that sort of area. Yeah. And she finds it really hard because people are like, no, they're not local. And they've got an adult hospice um, based in Tunbridge Wells. And they find it, she finds it really difficult because they say, well, no, we support them because they're our local hospice. But actually, she says, you know, we've got, I'm looking after somebody who um, is from Seven Oaks. And it's that kind of, it's trying to get that message across. Yeah. But um, I think for us, it's talking to as many people as possible. So even by having a stall at a a school fate, for example, by talking to people that come and visit that stall, we're spreading the message about what Demelza does. Um, And also, yeah, just having conversations, having 
the volunteers and the presence in that town in that area um to talk about it as much as possible yeah okay so so that it's all about just building relationships now i guess yeah. and helping people to understand what it is you guys do for mm. not just children in general but their local community and and how that that helps i mean um what so just um before we move on i mean what's the best way of people if people are interested in um fundraising for demelza i mean who's who's the best to get in touch with or how do they get in touch with you um yeah so the best thing to do is to just to email me um if you're based in east kent even if you're not based in east kent i can put you in the direction of the right person um we have sort of a handy page on our on the Demelza website that has local contacts in your area yeah and it has all our contact details and the the towns and areas that we cover um so that's quite useful if you are thinking of doing something um you can find the relevant person on there um we've all got our Demelza twitter accounts as well so mine's just Demelza underscore claire b um and i'm trying to get as active as possible on there yeah. so you can always find me on there um and sort of start a conversation that way i've i've found people on there before who've then gone on to do volunteering for us so it it works quite well i think the power of social media is very strong yes um i thought of something else as well Go relevant to the last point um but for us about the raising awareness as well is um just going along to do talks as well so I mentioned before um, a talk at the school. Uh, so we we do send letters as well. Um, I've sent some recently to local schools introducing myself um, and asking whether they want me to go and do an assembly to talk about what Demelza does. Yeah. Um, but we also do the same for any other kind of group that you can think of, um, however random they are. Uh, so you know we could do it at brownies or we could do it at freemasons or rotary club um anyone that's that wants to know more about demelza um if they just get in touch with me i can go and talk about what we do and again it's raising awareness um and help spread the word yeah okay so quite a few variations mm. of groups and um so is there anything else uh, in terms of events that you have going on currently that, that are kind of um, pushing to promote or um, anything in kind of June, July type of times? Yes. So um, one of the big things I'm working on at the moment is our dog shows. Um, I am not a dog person, <laughs> uh, but it's something my predecessor organised. Um, yeah. And then now I've had to kind of get involved in. Um, so it is, we've got our first one on the 26th of May at Warmer Green in Deal. And it is part of a classic music and motors event um, organised uh, by a local man who who's organising, I think he's got seven music and motor events across Kent. Um, and he's allowed us to have a dog show at three of them. So we've got Warmer Green on the 26th of May Um Quex Park in Birchington on the 10th of June and Darling Buds Farm in Bethesden on the 1st of July and what we're doing is we're doing um, 10 classes and there's various different categories prettiest dog waggiest tail um, most looks like its owner and things like that Um, and it's just two pounds per class to enter and you just enter on the day um, 
it's just a nice fun event we're getting some local um, dog groomers and vets to be judges um so if anyone is a local dog groomer or vet and would like to be involved, let me know. Um, we've got some great judges sorted for the first event, but I do need some for the other two. Um, so that's one thing I'm working on a lot at the moment. Um, the other things, uh, we're just doing a lot of uh, bucket collections in supermarkets and fates and things. Yeah. I think the dog shows have taken up quite a bit of time, so... There's not so much planned in after that. Um, one other sort of exciting event we're organising for October is um, a pumpkin hunt, okay. which our director of fundraising did in Chislehurst. Um, she did it with Visit Chislehurst, um, but she was involved in it. And they people pay £2 and they get given a map of the town and there's various different um, shops and businesses that are involved. Yeah. And you go into the shop and you can do an activity and then the children might get a sticker on the map um, and they just go around to the different places. So it's not it's not really anything to do with pumpkins. Um, but they do it at Halloween um, so the children can dress up and there might be a competition for best fancy dress. Okay. Um, so I am currently looking at doing mine in Whitstable. Yeah. Um, but it's in the very really early stages at the moment um but i am looking for local businesses to (laughs) to get involved in that as well so if anyone is interested and would like to know more then definitely get in touch okay perfect so i think we've talked quite a bit about the the events uh going on Mm. now i mean if so what we do is we like to end the, the the podcast on a question that you'd like to ask the audience um so what's the one question that you'd love to find out from the people who listen to the podcast Oh, that's tricky. Um, probably what sort of support they expect from a charity. So right. if you're doing some fundraising, how how much do you expect to receive from the charity? I think we get sort of various different expectations from our supporters. So some people might want you to go to their event they might want um, sort of regular communication, things like that. Whereas some people might contact you after the event and say, I've raised this money, here you go. So I think it's, you know, it's what people sort of expect from us. Um, you know, I've talked about what, what we want and what support we want, but it's also what people want from us. Um, yeah. in order Because we want to be the best fundraisers we can be and we want to build the re- best relationships with our supporters so it's about finding out what, what their expectations are. Okay, great. And if you have the answer to that question, um, the best way to, to answer that question is on Twitter. So if you could tweet at maximum underscore media UK or, uh, or sorry, also um, uh, Demelza underscore Claire B. And then we yeah. can answer that question and we can start a conversation between yourselves and us about um, that level of support that, that you guys expect as well. Um, so thank you for being a guest on the podcast, Claire. I really thank appreciate you. it. Um, so just to finish up, what's the best way of people to get in touch with you? you know, obviously, we've had your Twitter handle. What's your uh, work number or email address? Uh, so email address is probably best. Um, it's just claire.battersby, um, which is B-A-T-T-E-R-S-B-Y, at demelza.org.uk. And it's um, Claire... 
C-L... C-L-A-I-R-E. Okay. All the vowels. All the vowels, yeah. Um, so people can just email me um, and we can arrange a meeting or we can then have a chat on the phone afterwards. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much for being a guest, Claire. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you.